Hi, this is Alex Sumner with the Busy Overthinker podcast, and this podcast is for you if you are an overthinking, ambitious mom who has big dreams and desires for your life, but you struggle with confidence or self-esteem and maybe even codependency issues. Together, we are going to help rebuild your life by your rules and on your terms. All right, buckle up because this is going to be one of my most passionate, probably one of my favorite episodes that I could talk about. And this is going to be all about confidence. And I want to talk about three different types of confidence. You might just struggle with one, you might struggle with all three, but we're going to dissect every single one. And the first one is the confidence to speak up for yourself. The second one is being yourself. And the third is going after your wildest dreams. So very quick, a little backstory that I'm wondering if you might resonate with at all. And then I'm going to light a fire underneath you with some mental exercises to do that'll helpfully reframe the way that you look at yourself and how you show up for your life. So backstory, growing up, I was very imaginative. I was an only child. I played by myself often. I lived in my own little world. That has not changed. Let me tell you, I created a lot, drew, I wrote miniature books. This is probably the biography of every introvert ever. (laughs) So recently I was hanging out with my family and my mom was telling the story of how I would get in trouble in elementary school a lot for talking during the class way too much. And because I talked during the class too much, I was sent to the very back of the classroom away from everybody. And shortly after that happened, my personality completely switched. I went from being very talkative to instead living in my own little world and talking to nobody to the point where the teacher would then get on to me because when it would be time to line up for lunch or recess, I would have no idea because I would still be zoned out in my little bubble, my own little world. And gosh, I mean, I went from one extreme to the next. And lately, I wonder if this was the very beginning of when my confidence in myself began to fade away. And I think that this is also one reason why I'm so imaginative. And maybe if you lack confidence and you're an introvert, you might naturally be creative as well. And so you might resonate with this, but I believe that I was so imaginative because inside of my head is where I felt the safest and I felt the most me and nobody could take that away or alter any of those parts of me. Now, growing up, my mom sort of took over me for me in different ways. And though she meant well and her intentions were for my benefit, and she and I actually recently had a talk about this together, but I eventually learned to trust her more than myself to tell me who to be, what to wear, even what to feel at times, and all the things in order to not face rejection. I never really changed who I was, but I did become very quiet and shy, more so than in elementary school because I didn't trust myself. And if I sound different in this, it's because this is a different day that I'm interjecting and re-recording for this episode, and then the rest will be um, the normal episode that was already recorded. But anyway, this was something that I really needed to dissect with my therapist because I was confused when he would want to go back to my childhood to find the source of whatever my habits and symptoms were because I was in a loving home with my mom and my grandmother and I thought that you needed to be in an unloving home to struggle mentally 
but he told me that we aren't going back there to blame anyone for anything because you can be in the healthiest environment but still adopt some internal belief about your yourself based on uh, the way that you perceived things. And every single one of us interacts with the world today in a certain way that relates to how we learn to essentially survive growing up. And I can do a more in-depth episode about this one day because it's incredibly fascinating. But if you struggle with confidence, which I'm assuming that you do if you're listening to this, but I would go back to the earliest times in your life when you began to trust someone else more than yourself. Whether someone had best your the best intentions or not, that does not matter. We can't change that part of it. But if you did grow up with someone having bad intentions and you felt incredibly unlovable, then I am so sorry. And I want you to know that you are so worthy of love and you can absolutely choose to not embody that feeling for yourself. You can choose to believe something different. Sorry, I guess I just got a text. Now, if you did eventually begin to trust others more than yourself and who you should be, you may have adopted some habits of not being able to speak up for yourself, of changing yourself to fit in with a certain group of people, or maybe instead of changing yourself, you just became quiet because you feared rejection and you felt that if you stayed quiet, then it wouldn't give anyone a reason to reject you. And to finish my backstory so that we can get to the good stuff, super long story short, I then got married at 18 and I had babies at 19 and 21. So during a time when I should have been trying to really hone in on who I was and what I wanted for myself, I instead put myself in a position to raise a family. And the story of my marriage is one that I will never publicly tell, but I will tell you my own faults and I was extremely codependent due to my lack of confidence. And I didn't know what codependency was until I began seeing my first therapist a year and a half ago. And she was who made me aware of it. You can Google it, but codependency is basically when you neglect yourself and your own life to only take care of the needs of somebody else. And before you know it, years go by and you've missed out a lot in your life in a way because essentially you've never lived it for you. And the thing is, if you are codependent, it is completely up to you to work on switching that mindset. Someone else cannot do that for you. Someone else can't nurture you back to health. It's 100% your responsibility to work on doing that for you. Now, it took me so long to leave my marriage because of my lack of confidence and codependency. I didn't think I could survive, basically, if I was on my own raising my kids, which that might sound ridiculous to some people who do not struggle with confidence, But this was just the mindset I was in at the time. In the past year and a half since being on my own, I have been on a deep journey of building my confidence back up because one of the issues that I faced after leaving was the fear that I will never be loved again because now I come with baggage and emotional damage and children. But through healing and therapy and finally taking the time to learn about myself, I've gotten to where I don't believe that that is true at all. And I've been in the process of falling in love with my life in a way that I never even knew was possible. And the amount of joy and freedom that I feel today has made me incredibly passionate to help others who struggle with confidence and maybe codependency get to this place too and feel what I feel and be able to rebuild your life as well. And you don't have to be single to rebuild your life. You can do that married. You can do that in a relationship. It doesn't matter what your status is because it is still your life no matter what. And if you are in a relationship, doing this for yourself would probably improve your relationship dramatically. 
Now I'm still working on all of this for myself and reversing bad habits that I have. So I'll never pretend like I'm a master of this, but I am very passionate on making episodes like this one that can give someone the first steps towards freeing them, freeing themselves from themselves, basically. Now that you have a tiny backstory of where my lack of confidence came from and where it led me, let me now tell you what the past year and a half has done for me and all that I've learned so that if you have felt anything that I just talked about, I, I so that I can light a fire underneath you and change the way that you see yourself and get yourself on the road to building your life with confidence because this is probably the number one thing that I am most passionate about aside from raising children, but that's another topic. So as I said in the beginning, there are three different types of confidence that you might struggle with. Maybe just one, maybe all three, but the first one is the confidence to speak up for yourself and to speak your needs and your wants. If you struggle with this, you might struggle with codependency, which is a term that I just used. And this is basically when you adjust yourself and your needs to only ever accommodate your your partner or the people around you. If they're happy, then you can be happy. This has always been the number one thing that I've struggled with, especially in one-on-one relationships with people. Now, I can be confident all day long. I can be myself, but the moment that I worry that a relationship could be in jeopardy if I don't fully in tune in to what that person needs, I will completely withdraw within myself. I will take the blame for things that I didn't do. I will over-apologize. I'll bend over backwards, walk on eggshells. I'll become quiet. And I never really understood why I would do this. And I wouldn't even do this with everyone, just some people, especially if I'm dating somebody. And through therapy, through books, through digging into myself, I learned that for me personally, this stems from my extreme fear of loss. So if you're a people pleaser, if you have codependent habits, if you shut down during arguments, if you can't tell people if they've upset you, one very helpful thing to ask yourself is what is the root fear behind this? So Imagine a recent issue that you might have had with somebody when you wanted to speak up for yourself, but you couldn't. Ask yourself what you think would have happened if you did voice your needs. There's two fears that might come up for you. Number one, you may have had experiences where at some point you were manipulated out of your feelings. And this would cause you to question whether your feelings were even real or if you over-exaggerated them. And again, going into the issue now where a lack of confidence stems from a lack of trusting yourself. When you would feel XYZ feelings, you eventually wouldn't trust that they were valid. So you would shove them down. Or you felt that if you did speak up, then the issue wouldn't even be resolved and it would be a waste of energy. So it feels easier to shove them down. Fear number two is that if you had needs you might be annoying to the other person and you would lose that person. So maybe you also have a fear of loss. You might even have both fears, but you have to figure that out for yourself and then go back into your memory bank and find the the earliest or the most repetitive times when you felt those fears. So now I'm gonna get a little sciency with you because the crazy thing about our brain is that it stores coping skills as a means of survival. 
That is all that your brain wants for you. That is its purpose is to keep you out of danger, which I know that word sounds dramatic, but that's literally your brain's job. And your body's fight or flight mode, even if it's just simply anxiety, tells your brain that there's danger. But your brain actually can't distinguish the past from the present or from this person to that person. All your brain knows is that when your body recognizes a familiar feeling like fear or anxiety, your brain then begins to troubleshoot for you in rapid fire and it'll use your old coping mechanisms that you kept quote unquote safe or they kept you safe in the past. So for instance, if you had a need growing up and maybe you tried to tell your dad this need and he shut you down. Eventually, if this happened repeatedly, you might eventually begin to believe that if you voice this need, it'll never get fulfilled, or you'll second-guess yourself, or you'll begin to recognize that any time that you have a need, it sparks conflict, and so you would rather avoid conflict. So if you don't deal with that coping mechanism or reframe it for yourself, then you're going to deal with that same issue as an adult in the exact same way that you did as a child. And I'm telling you, there's an entire science behind it, and it's really interesting, at least to me. And I feel like God is so freaking cool in how he intelligently designed us. But basically, one small step to take is if you want to begin to grow the confidence in yourself to speak up for yourself, is to go back to the very beginning. Find the source of where your lack of confidence began to grow and start telling yourself that that is an old story that no longer serves you and you get to choose a different way to cope today. And that does take practice. You cannot just learn yourself into confidence. You have to embody it by doing it. So if you struggle with this type of confidence, then you might have a difficult time. For instance, if you're at a restaurant and they get your order wrong and you can't bring yourself to tell them. So one thing that I've been doing for myself a lot lately is, and to to those who do not struggle with this, this will sound crazy, but it is what it is. But I've been putting myself in social situations often, like at restaurants where my order might be wrong. Or recently I was at a coffee shop where they, I kid you not, they gave me iced black tea instead of cold brew. And I did walk up there and I was like, this is going to sound absolutely crazy, but I'm pretty confident that this is tea. And in the past, I would have just drank it or just thrown it away and wasted the money. But I spoke up for myself because I was like, no, I, I paid $6 for this. I'm going to get what I paid for. And it turned out to be a really laughable moment. I got what I wanted. They got what they needed as well because they learned from their mistake. Apparently the girl, there's two pitchers. There's an iced tea pitcher and a cold brew pitcher and she mixed them up. So they learned something. It, it was a win-win all the way around and I didn't die. So I've, like I said, I've been putting myself in these social settings so that I can practice speaking up for myself. And that is something that you can do too. And actively doing this over and over helps your brain to create new coping mechanisms so that the confidence to speak up for yourself no longer feels foreign anymore. And you can begin to do it naturally and you can begin to do it with relationships. Now we're about to get to the really juicy stuff. Okay. The last two bits of confidence. This is where I'm going to try to speak life into you because these last two types of confidence are the ones that I am most 
passionate about. So confidence struggle number two, being yourself. I said earlier that I can be confident in who I am all day long, but the moment that I become invested in another individual, the moment that there's a possibility that I could lose that person, my confidence dwindles, not just to speak up for myself, but to also be myself. Like I can be who I am on social media, for instance, all day long, because I am not invested in those people. I have not built memories with them that I might need to let go of. And my friends who do watch my social media already accept me for who I am. So I know that they're not going anywhere. So again, for me personally, this is all because of my fear of loss. And the fear of loss is led by my difficulty in trusting myself to make decisions for myself, to include being myself. I have come a long way, which is why I'm able to speak about it now because I don't really have that fear as badly anymore. And I have lost enough people now actually because of my fear of loss, which in turn created loss for me. And I'll explain that here next. But the losses that I experienced pushed me to finally wake up to the mindset I needed to change about myself. So here's what happens when you choose to water yourself down to avoid losing others. Number one, you lose them anyway. Why? Because if they don't know who you really are, how on earth are they going to choose you to begin with? Now, the only type of person who would hold on to somebody who lacks that much confidence in themselves is someone who is manipulative and sees you as someone moldable for their advantage. So if you're either going to lose someone anyway or attract someone who's manipulative, it's a lose-lose situation to not confidently be yourself. Number two, what happens is you lose yourself. And it has taken me some awkward bumps in the road since my divorce to finally realize that it is never, ever worth losing myself in order to keep someone. I have worked really hard to build a home within myself where I accept my values. I accept my quirks. I accept the things that I stand for and the things that I won't. I accept my weird side, my deep deep thinking side, my artistic side. I accept my lack of focus and slightly annoying because of it side. I even accept my more than imperfect sides. And to have finally come to a place in my life where I accept all those parts of me so much that I don't need everyone to accept them in order for me to love myself, that is hands down the most liberating, joyful feeling in the entire world. To be able to stand up in front of any person and say, hey, this is me. I love me. And if you don't, that is absolutely okay. Because your your opinion of me does not take away my value, just as my opinion that I have of you will not take away yours. Because no matter what our opinions are of one another, our God created every single one of us with intention and with meaning and with love. And that should be worth more weight than any imperfect human being's opinion might hold. Just as the saying goes, you could be the juiciest peach in the bunch, but There is always going to be someone who does not like peaches at all. That's just life. You do not have to try to become an orange, okay, when someone doesn't like peaches. You just have to find people who like peaches. 
Plus, do you really want to try so hard to be everything for everyone and then be unable to be anything for yourself? Would you rather have a large quantity of friends or a high quality of friends? Would you rather take your time to find the person that you can live the rest of your life with who loves and accepts every part of you and liberates you to always be yourself or quickly find someone you'll spend the rest of your life with hiding yourself from? I mean, think about those things, honestly. Now, moving on to confidence issue number three, and you better buckle up, buttercup, because I am getting a little bit more fiery with this one. Number three, going after your wildest dreams. I want you to ask yourself these things right now. And actually, you know what? Get out a a pen and a paper, okay? Dream with me a little bit. Here's the first question. If you removed your past, every influence in your life that created some belief in you or about you, If you erased current trends, social media, friend groups that you don't actually vibe with, but you don't know how to leave, I don't know, just erase it all. Who would you choose to be? With those parts of you removed from your mind and from influencing your decisions, what are your best qualities? What would you wear? What would you do for fun? What would you stand for? And believe in, or even, this is another way to think about it. What would the most confident, secure version of you look like? Think about it, write it down. Second question. If you knew that you could not fail, let that sink in for just a second, okay? If you knew you could not fail, what would you do? I do not care how stupid or crazy it sounds. I want you to write down the first thing that pops in your head because it popped in there for a reason. Third question. What is the problem in today's world that stirs you deep inside to want to solve? Now, these questions are just glimpses of an exercise that I'm really wanting to create for those who are stuck on their purpose and wanting to build their life in a new way. But for now, if you wrote these down, Let those sit with you and then come back to them whenever you need to. But what I now want to ask is why are you not fighting for those parts of you that deserve to be fought for? Is it fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of embarrassment? Here is the cold, hard truth about living your entire life in fear and without confidence. The only certain thing that we know about in our life is that there is going to come a day where we no longer exist. And actually, one of the most powerful things that I heard the other day was that we are all writing our own funerals. Our lives, they're our own story that somebody else is going to tell at our funeral. So do you want someone to stand up in front of a crowded room one day and say, she was sweet and quiet, but that's about all I know because she kept herself so hidden. Now, I don't think that they would actually say that last part, but they probably wouldn't have a ton to say if you did keep yourself super hidden. Or do you want them to stand there and say, she was so full of life. Here's her story. Here's another thing to think about. The only person who is with you the most in your life is you. Everyone else 
they are temporary. So if you are your closest companion, you better at least make sure that you like yourself. You'd better at least make sure that you are giving yourself the life that you want because mm, Sally Sue, whose opinion about your life you hold so closely, guess what? One day she's not even going to be an active part of your life anymore, but you, you still will. You cannot escape yourself. Maybe your lack of confidence doesn't even involve people you know. Maybe it's people on the internet. Maybe you want to start a TikTok about, I don't know, how to grow a a banana farm, okay? And you think that these strangers that you've never met in your entire life are going to make fun of you. Here's the reality to that. None of these people are actually thinking of you. And if they are, you stay in their mind for 15 seconds and then they move on to the next person. No, no one is thinking about you. Why? Because they're too busy thinking about themselves. And imagine this while you're at it. You have the literal God of the entire universe on your side, but you're worried about the opinion of another imperfect human being. Let's have another little imagination session, okay? So imagine this right now. Let us jump 10 years from now. How old are you? Okay, now imagine you still struggle with confidence in 10 years. Low self-esteem, people-pleasing, codependency, the dreams that you had 10 years ago, the dreams that you have right now still sit on a shelf in your imagination collecting dust. 10 years from now, how does this feel? What does your life look like? What do your relationships look like? How happy are you really? Do you feel a little uncomfortable? Good, because fun fact, we only grow when we're uncomfortable. It's like restless leg syndrome, which I swear to you drives me absolutely insane after I became pregnant. I swear that never went away for me. <laughs> but anyway, but when you have restless legs, let, whoa, restless leg syndrome, you can't help but to move your legs, right? So when you're uncomfortable in the life that you're living, you're now faced with the reality of needing to make a decision on what you're going to do about it. There was a quote that I saw the other day that said, people are afraid to heal because their entire identity is centered around the trauma that they experienced. They have no idea who they are outside of the trauma and the unknown can be terrifying. Now, I know that we're talking about confidence and not necessarily trauma, but as I said in the beginning, one of the big reasons that you struggle with low self-esteem is because of the opinions that you embodied about yourself starting as a young child. So understand this. Those opinions are not you. Or if you need a wake-up call about any trauma that you've experienced, your trauma is not you. It is what happened to you, but you have got to realize that you get to decide who you are. And I hope that you feel free to know that you have the choice to let go of all the rest. Now, to touch a tiny bit more on trauma and healing, I will say that I don't necessarily believe that we are afraid to heal because we'll lose an identity. I don't even think that we're necessarily aware of that. I think that we are afraid to heal because it makes us vulnerable. And when we're vulnerable, pain feels stronger. If we sit in trauma, it's easier to face being hurt again because we are already in the mindset of bracing ourselves for impact. In regards to confidence, if we sit in low confidence and allow others to narrate our life for us, then we feel like we save ourselves the embarrassment of making the wrong decisions. 
Imagine this though. This is the physical representation of low confidence, low self-esteem, living in trauma. And I did kind of mention this in another episode, but with a different image. But this would be like ending a sword fight and then carrying that sword that you fought with on your family vacation. The fight ended, but you lug the sword around just in case someone comes out from the bushes. But the sword is heavy. It keeps you from doing things that you want to do with your family. And then at the end of your vacation, you realize that no one was coming to attack you this entire time. And you regret bringing that stupid sword and wish that you could have just been present with your family. That's what it looks like. This person who said the quote then asked, is that experience or your trauma, your insecurity, whatever it is, is that experience going to define you? Is it going to define who you are for the rest of your life? Is your lack of confidence going to define you for the rest of your life? Are you going to let other people's opinions define you for the rest of your life? Or are you going to define you so that you can finally live a life that you are actually in love with? Look, there's going to come a day where you will no longer have the chance to do what you want to do or be who you want to be. Do you really want to get to the end of your life and look back and think, wow, I sure wish that I had taken the chance to do all the things I wanted to do. And what if that big scary dream that you have could help a lot of people? What if you're withholding things that God is trying to pour into other people's lives through you, but you're so scared to make a move because of what others might think? Other imperfect people who don't have even a fraction of the power that our God has. Yet you hand so much power over to them in how you live your life. And you probably haven't even realized that you've been doing that. Which this actually brings me to another point. I want you to recognize that you having low confidence does not make you incompetent or even inferior compared to those with confidence. I think that sometimes we can look at others who don't really care what others think about them as if they hold all the power. And this just isn't true. We all hold a power inside of us. It's our belief system that makes us think that we're weak. So it's like an elephant who's been trained for the circus. Just because the elephant doesn't crush the humans who are telling him what to do, does that make him powerless? No, he just thinks he is. It's all literally in your mind. And did you know that your thoughts actually create your reality? So the reality that you live in right now, in this very moment, it is built from the thoughts that you have been carrying with you this entire time. The moment that you begin thinking that you're capable and confident and creative and successful and encouraging and all of these things that you wish that you could be, that is the moment that you begin being all of those things. Because it's never actually been up to anyone to tell you that you can be those things. You have never needed permission from anyone or validation. You simply just needed to believe it for yourself and then allow yourself to become it. So in a sense, you create your reality. You design your future, your future hand in hand with the God of the universe who created you in a way that he already thought was good enough just as you are. Oh my gosh, could you imagine looking God straight in the face and telling him, you tried, you tried your best, but what you made could have been a lot better. Could you even imagine that is essentially what you're doing? 
And also, the really weird thing that we've all kind of done as a society is we have built this invisible rule book that we follow along with. And every so often that rule book changes with the trends and whatnot. But we get hung up on the ways that we need to color inside the lines, basically, and live inside the same box everyone else lives so that we don't stand out or become judged or rejected. This fictitious rule book tells us this is normal, this isn't. But look, when you take a step way back, I, I mean, like, stick yourself in outer space among the stars and the aliens, okay? And now look at Earth and then realize that we are teensy tiny little specks on a floating, spinning rock in the middle of basically nowhere. Now ask yourself why you're taking what your life looks like to others so seriously, knowing that there are much, much bigger things out there than someone's opinion, and that you have actually only one chance to get this life right. So you may as well live it in a way that feels like home to you, starting now. Fun fact, I have been writing these upcoming podcast episodes from my porch's rooftop. If my neighbor walked outside and saw me, she would think I was nuts. Why? Because it doesn't fit the rule book. But for me to be inspired, I need a different perspective. I cannot think for myself when I'm on social media where everybody is thinking for me or at a desk where all I see are walls surrounding me. I think for myself when I allow myself to experience something different outside of the rule book in places that feel the most me. And it is the most freeing feeling that I could gift myself. The gift of not caring even in the slightest about what someone thinks about the things that make me happy because their opinions don't nourish me. The ways I love myself enough by doing the things I love do. And think of who you're inspired by. Are they people who are just like everyone else? No. They're the people who stand out because they're fully, wholly themselves. And deep, deep down, that's what you want for yourself too. It isn't because they're different. That's what we tell ourselves. Because again, that invisible rule book tells us this is normal, this isn't. No, it's because they're brave enough to create whatever life they want. And that is what you want. That's what all of us want. So you might want to, I don't know, paint your car with polka dots or join an MLM or start that TikTok about growing a banana farm. And some could say, that's weird. And then I could then say, well, it's fun to be weird. It's fun to be different. But I don't think that there's really weird or normal. I think that there's just you. So instead, I would say it's fun to be you. See, I think every single one of us is actually a little weird and quirky and different. All of us. We just hide it so that we don't stand out. Because if we stand out, then we're easier to be judged. And if we're easier to be judged, then we have more of a chance of rejection. And if we're rejected too much, we fear that we might be alone. And this is where our overthinking spirals out of control. Because this is the belief that we had about ourselves that was rooted in us from childhood on. But it's about time that we wake up and realize that the, that belief is simply that. It's a belief, not a reality. Our reality is what we create it to be. And when we're brave enough to create the reality that we want, then we don't actually lose anybody. We gain exactly who we need. And then we get to let go of those that we don't. This podcast, I held off this podcast as one of my big decisions 
for so long because it felt so vulnerable. I didn't want to let everyone into the intimate parts of me. This podcast gives me a lot of opportunities to be judged. Things that I said in the very beginning of this this episode specifically give me a lot of opportunities to be judged. And honestly, I'm glad that I held off sharing because mentally, I honestly wasn't ready. I knew that I wanted to help others, but it was like I was pulling down my oxygen mask and then being like, look at this oxygen. It's great. Try it for yourself without fully catching a breath with that mask every time that I would learn something for myself. I still needed to heal some things and overcome some other things. So that is okay if you need to catch up to yourself for a little bit to make the big decisions in your life. You don't have to do it today if you're not ready. I've also had overthinking moments where I thought, what if people are sick of me sharing about my healing journey? However, recently I thought, well, what if just one person really needs that push to begin their healing and gain the confidence that they need themselves by hearing even just one story of mine? And so after first grounding myself in who I am and then in what I'm passionate about and fully owning that, that's when I started to gain the confidence to make these bigger decisions. Now remember, you are with yourself when you enter this world. And you are with yourself when you leave. You are with yourself the longest and everyone else is just temporary. So you might as well make sure that you like who you are. You might as well make sure that you're standing up for who you are. And you might as well make sure that you enjoy your life and all of your decisions in it and go after the big, crazy things that you want for yourself. Whether you think that they're going to happen, whether you think you're going to fail or succeed, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. Because your life at the end of the day is what you create it to be. Even These decisions that you make in a lack of confidence, that's still you creating your life. But at the end of the day, is it what you want? Stop taking what your life looks like to others so seriously and start taking the life that you want more seriously because you only have one. Your life is not going to start fighting for you unless you fight for it first. And this is it. This is all you get. This isn't a game that you can just restart and say, oh, let me try again. There is no trying again. This is what you have. So you better make sure that it's everything that you've always wanted. I want to thank you so, so much for hopping on this episode with me. I just wanted to let you know that if you have any questions or if you have anything to say or to add or an episode that I can talk about next, please find me on Instagram at underscore Alex Sumner and just send me a message. But thank you so much and I will see you on the next episode.